Hello, this is Tanishka from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 6th of September. In a letter addressed to Prime Minister Narendra Modi, Congress leader Sonia Gandhi sought details of the government's agenda for the upcoming special session of the parliament. Last week, Parliamentary Affairs Minister Prahlad Joshi had announced that the government will host a special session of parliament from 18 to 22 September. In her letter, Gandhi pointed out that the special session had been called without any prior discussion with opposition parties. However, she said that the Congress most certainly wants to participate in the upcoming session and listed some matters of public concern and importance she wanted to be discussed. This list included unemployment, inflation, rise in cases of communal tension, Manipur violence, a JPC to investigate allegations on the Adani group, centre-state relations and more. Addressing a press conference, Congress General Secretary Jairam Ramesh said that this was the first time that no agenda had been discussed or listed in the business of the House. The Supreme Court directed the Muzaffarnagar Superintendent of Police to submit a status report on the investigation in the case involving a teacher asking other students to slap a Muslim student, LiveLaw reported. A bench of Justices Abhay S. Oka and Pankaj Mithal further asked the SP to inform the top court about measures taken to protect the student and his parents. A video of the incident went viral on social media about two weeks ago. The court issued notice on the writ petition filed by social activist and Mahatma Gandhi's great-grandson Tushar Gandhi who sought proper investigation in the case. His advocate told the court that the petition also sought guidelines regarding preventive and remedial measures within school systems to prevent violence against children, including those from religious minorities. An FIR has been registered against Tamil Nadu Minister Udayanidhi Stalin and Karnataka Minister Priyank Kharge for allegedly outraging religious sentiments, the News Minute reported. The DMK and Congress leaders were booked under IPC sections relating to promoting enmity between religious groups and deliberate and malicious acts to outrage religious feelings. The FIR was registered following complaints from advocates in Rampur in Uttar Pradesh. Lawyers Harsh Gupta and Ram Singh Lodi highlighted media reports on Stalin's statement that Sanatan Dharma must be eradicated. At a Sanatanam abolition conclave organised by the Tamil Nadu Progressive Writers Forum on the 2nd of September, DMK leader and Tamil Nadu Chief Minister M.K. Stalin's son Udayanidhi had said that Sanatan Dharma must be eradicated and that it was against the idea of social justice. He compared it to diseases such as dengue and malaria. His comments have sparked a political row with BJP urging the Congress to condemn his remarks. However, Priyank Kharge, son of Congress President Malikarjun Kharge, came forward in support of the DMK leader's remark. He said, and I quote, Any religion that does not promote equality and does not ensure that you have the dignity of being a human is not a religion according to me, unquote. 
The Supreme Court today granted interim protection from arrest to four members of the Editors Guild of India in connection with the FIR lodged against them by the Manipur police, Baran Bench reported. A bench of Chief Justice of India D.Y. Chandrachur and Justices J.B. Pardiwala and Manoj Mishra said that no coercive steps should be taken against the petitioners till 11th of September, which is the next date of hearing. Three members of a fact-finding team and the president of the Editors Guild of India were booked for publishing a quote-unquote false fabricated and paid report on how Manipur media outlets have covered the ongoing conflict. The report was published on the 2nd of September and prepared by senior journalists Bharat Bhushan, Sanjay Kapoor and Seema Guha, who were in Manipur from 7th to 10th August. They had reportedly spoken to journalists and other stakeholders from the hills and the valley. Following the report, an FIR was filed under IPC sections relating to promoting enmity, false material, insulting religion, intent to cause fear or alarm, defamation and criminal conspiracy, as well as Section 66A of the Information Technology Act. Notably, only last year, the Supreme Court had said that no person should be prosecuted under Section 66A of the IT Act. Listeners, the violent ethnic conflict in Manipur has been going on for more than four months now. The impact of ethnic fault lines in the strife-torn Manipur has been evident within the state machinery too. Over the last three months, more than 2,000 government employees have been transferred to districts where they feel safe with the numerical strength of their community, according to an affidavit filed by the Manipur government in the Supreme Court in August. To know more, read my colleague Shivnarayan Rajpurohit's report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, From Cops to Teachers, Transfers in Manipur Mirror a Deep Ethnic Divide. Listeners, the reason we are able to bring you in-depth reports such as these is because we don't rely on advertisements from political parties or corporations. We are an ad-free, reader-funded organization that relies only on you, the reader, for our support. So if you aren't a part of our independent news ecosystem already, head on to newslaundry.com slash subscription and choose a subscription plan of your choice. The Russian mercenary group Wagner is said to be proscribed as a terrorist group by the UK government, BBC reported. A draft order that is to be laid in the parliament will allow Wagner's assets to be categorised as terrorist property and seized. This will make it illegal to be a member of or support the organisation. Britain's Interior Minister described the Wagner group as violent and destructive and said that it acted as a military tool of Putin's Russia overseas. The Wagner group has operated in Syria, Libya and countries across northern and western Africa. It recruited thousands of convicts from Russian prisons to fight in Ukraine, providing the main assault force for Russia's 2022-2023 winter offensive there, Reuters reported. The order is expected to come into force on 13th of September, after which it will be a criminal offence to belong to or promote the group, address its meetings or carry its logo in public. The punishment for the same will be jail of up to 14 years. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. 
News Laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com slash subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest News Laundry experience, download our app. Watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports. Stay informed. Pay for news. Protect democracy. Save the world. Save the world.